Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. You may know that Justin Bieber was discovered on YouTube by Usher. And in a similar kind of way, my next guest was discovered on YouTube by the Christian singer Toby Mack. Jamie Grace was signed to his record label and went on to release a number one song on the US Christian charts, Hold Me. She was nominated for a Grammy Award this year and won the New Artist of the Year at the Dove Awards. It's been quite a ride, but it wasn't all blue skies. At the age of 11, Jamie was diagnosed with Tourette's Syndrome and had a big confidence problem. It has been a mountain to climb to choose show business of all businesses and especially to trust God along the way. Jamie Grace is now age 20 and is touring America while studying children's ministry. So I'm so glad that she joins us now from the United States. Jamie, welcome to Open House. Thank you so much for having me. I, I, I love talking to people from Australia. <laughs> great stuff. It's a great treat to have you on. I must ask straight up, does it bother you to be compared to Justin Bieber? Do you get that much? You know, now I don't um, really know much of his music, but his older stuff, I actually used to watch him on YouTube back in the day, um, and we were he and I were a part of a, a group on YouTube called Young Tubers United. It was a kid's group of kids that did YouTube videos. Um, so, it's, I mean, it, you know, it, we, we never met in person, but we were involved in some of the same projects six or seven years ago, so it's no, it's no problem to me. I remember saying it a while ago, and someone was like, no, you're not. But now <laughs> I think people might think that it might be a little more like him. <laughs> yeah. You were uploading covers and original music on YouTube for quite a few years before you were discovered by Toby Mac. Yeah, I would do, um, just like basically I would make my own version of some of my favorite songs. Like I did one of Testify to Love by Avalon. My sister and I did a lot of audio adrenaline songs. And I even did some DC Talk and some Toby Mac songs. And those were kind of the ones that I think caught Toby's eye. And he was just kind of like, wow, this kid knows my songs. That's weird. <laughs> and then he saw that I wrote um, my own stuff. And so, um, yeah, I, eventually I would start putting up original songs. But the first few years I didn't really know how to write songs. And so I would just sing everyone else's. Were you doing it just for yourself, or were you aiming at something in doing that? It was one of those things where I was ultimately just doing it because it was fun, and it was I, I did want to make a career out of it, but I remember at one point, you know, three, four years down the road, and no career has come out of it, there came a time where I was just like, God, if you have me singing for a million people, or if you have me singing for five people, I just want to use this gift that you gave me. I was kind of doing it to get to get to do it as a job, but it was one of those things where if my videos only got a hundred views on it, you know, and if fifty of those were my mom, <laughs> I was okay <laughs> with it because I was like, I just want to make people smile and I just want to make a difference. It's a great way to start and a, and a level-headed way to approach such a dizzying career, which took off when Toby Mac contacted you. Tell me what that moment was like. Well, I was sleeping, so I was mad. <laughs> um, I was sleeping, and then it was about 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning, and my phone went off, and it said, um, it was like a message on Twitter, and it said, hey, you know, this is Toby Mac, and I like to talk about music or something like that. And I was just kind of, like, really mad about it, because I was like, who was waking me up at this time? And then when I saw it, I was like, my friends are so mean to play a joke on me yes, like this. Yes, yes. And then when I realized it was him, I was like, oh, my gosh, I just went crazy. Um, my very first concert as a little girl was DC Talk, which is Toby's old band. And so I was just I was just freaking out because yeah. it was just really cool. And then about a week later, my mom and I went and we met with him in Nashville, Tennessee. And 
life has really changed like since then, but it's it's been exciting. Yeah. How old were you then, Jamie? I think I was 18. I'm 20 now. 17 or 18? I forget. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So your music career and life just accelerated, took off from there. Yeah, it just, I mean, it was crazy, you know. I went from, like, I played a lot of concerts all throughout high school and all throughout college, and my sister and I both, and we'd play shows, and sometimes, you know, 400 people would be there, and it'd be, our dad's a pastor, you know, so we'd play at the church, and um, it'd be really good times, but sometimes, you know, you play a show, and, and five people were there, and two of them were your parents, like, legit, <laughs> that's what some of our concerts looked like, it'd be three people that we didn't know, yeah. and it, it got discouraging, but... Now, it, you know, it's not that I'm, like, famous now or anything, but now it's just a huge blessing to to just, to, to I don't know, it's just a blessing to get to do this all the time. And yeah. even if a million people don't show up, even if five people do show up, it's so important just to do it for those people anyway. Um, but life has definitely um, changed. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to keep you grounded. But then, pretty soon, you had this number one hit on the charts. Yeah, that, um, when they told me that, um, <laughs> I can't even talk about it. When they told me that Hold Me went number one, you know, like, when you cry, you feel, like, in your shoulders, and you kind of feel it in your chest a little bit, at least for me, because I cry a lot. But, like, I feel it, like, all over my body that I'm about to start crying. Well, I felt all of those feelings, but, like, no tears came out, because I was just so overwhelmed. Like, I did not know what to do. Um, I was just so drained, and um, in a good way, but it was just... It just blew me away. I was just like, why? It's just, oh, why would God let me do this, you know? But, yeah, I definitely screamed a little bit. Me <laughs> and my sister screamed together. <laughs> Tell us what's behind that song, Hold Me, Jamie. Hold Me is a very funny song to me um, because of when I think about when I wrote it. So I don't know exactly if you guys have, like, a lot of Bible college. I think you guys have a lot of Bible colleges. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a thing. You'll have to tell me if this is true or not because I don't want all the Australian like, 20-somethings to think I'm, like, a loser for saying this. So, <laughs> um, I don't want you guys to think I'm lame before I even come visit. That's so, is it true that, like, you might know this, maybe about my senior year, that most everybody is, like, engaged? Is that kind of like a stigma there? Yeah, that happens the in Bible a few colleges. areas. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's how a lot of the Bible colleges are in Georgia, yeah. or in America. It's kind of like a thing, and it's nothing wrong with it. My sister got married at 20, my parents got married at 22, and... My parents have been married for, like, 100 years, and they're still going strong. So it's a wonderful thing, but it's not going to happen for everyone, you know, at that age. And so my sister was about to get married, and I was just going through this phase where I was just praying and asking God, you know, why he hadn't sent me someone that I was going to be happy with. You know, my big sister, my best friend, is getting married and moving on, and I'm I'm not. And so I was just going through this, the insecurity of a 18- or 19-year-old girl that's just saying, God, I need you to hold me. I need some comfort. I need some security. So we have this kind of, like, fad that went through with, like, the Snuggies, which are, like, the blankets with sleeves. Yes. And all my friends picked on me because I was, like, obsessed with my Snuggie. But I wanted to, like, write a song about how I was feeling, you know, just feeling left out and feeling alone and stuff. So I wrote a song to my Snuggie that says, I love the way you hold me. And basically that song is the song Hold Me. But the song only had, like, a verse and a chorus. And I was praying. I was like, God... I'm trying to prove to everybody that I can write a love song. I'm trying to prove to everybody that I'm mature and that I'm grown up, but you won't let me finish this song. And then I remember, like, God saying, well, the reason why you can't finish this song is because you don't need a boyfriend right now. You don't need a cool blanket. You don't need the coolest car and the coolest shoes. What you need is my love. You need my comfort. And so the song holds me. It honestly came out of a place where I was just insecure, 
when I was uncomfortable with where my life was going and I felt like God wasn't moving fast enough. But then when he just told me, he was like, no, I'm going to make things happen when I want them to happen. And I want you to sing that song to me. That's where Hold Me came from. (laughs) I'm sure that's of an enormous help for perspective in your business. I mean, for all the, the love and the fame that you get through it, it can also be quite a lonely business as well. Yeah, and I'm I'm totally like an open book with everything in my life, and it's one of those things where I, I mean, I'm 20, I'm not trying to get married tomorrow, but I hope that it can connect with people that don't sing for a living, you know, even for people who just have crazy schedules or for people that are insecure about other things. It's like, no matter what you're feeling in your life, if you're feeling like, God, I need you to send me my happily ever after, or God, I need you to help me get this degree, or God, I need this job, God, I need this best friend, I need this boyfriend, like... God is saying, those things are cool, but ultimately, I'm the only one that's going to fill that void in your heart. I'm the only one that's going to give you that comfort that you need. Of course, I didn't think anyone would be able to relate to it, but I hope that Holden is relatable, and I hope people can connect with it on different levels. On Open House, we're with uh, Jamie Grace, singer-songwriter from the United States. Jamie, it might sound like that you had this dream ride into the music industry. But as I said, you had your own struggles personally after finding out at the age of 11 that you had Tourette's syndrome. It's probably helpful initially if you could explain exactly what that is and precisely how it impacts on you. Yeah, so basically what Tourette's syndrome is, it's a neurological condition that means that basically just means the brain condition um, that causes you to make movements and sounds that you can't control. So it's kind of like a complex twitch disorder. Um, and I also have ADHD, OCD, and anxiety. OCD is like an obsessive compulsive disorder. If you've ever seen, seen the TV show Monk, yes. um, <laughs> I've never actually seen it, but I've heard that it's very similar. Um, ADHD is just kind of a hyperactivity thing, and anxiety is just having a hard time with like stressing out a lot. So I was diagnosed with all of that when I was 11, and I was pretty upset about it that you have all these conditions and there's no cure, but you can try a bunch of medicines. That's just not really what you want to hear as a kid. And finding out that you're going to look different from all your friends, sound different from all your friends, and there's nothing you can do. And so um, my whole life, like, I've always loved singing. My biggest thing as a little girl was the gymnastics. When I got sick, I had to quit, and I was just so defeated because that was my dream, you know. I knew that God gave you gifts, and I knew that God had a purpose for everyone's life. And I thought my purpose was to be a gymnast. And so when I got sick and I had to quit, I was like, okay, God, you just took my biggest dream away from me. Like, do you even love me anymore? I just went through probably ages 11 to 14, 13, 14, of just being confused, being angry at God, being mad at Him, and being frustrated because I felt like my whole life I tried so hard to use the talents that God had given me for His glory, and then now I felt like He just took it all away. And that was really tough for me, but also for my family. My parents are both pastors, and I know that it was tough for them to see me go through that, and my sister as well, but they never lost faith, and they never lost hope, and they always, every day, told me that I was beautiful and that God still had a plan, even if I didn't know what it was yet. Then a couple years later, when I was about 13, 14 years old, I remember reading the verse, Psalm 30, verse 5, that says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It's a verse that I heard it as a song in my church, and it's one that I just realized, you know, life is not going to be perfect, but I don't have to go through it alone, because I might be crying right now, but God's joy is still going to come. And God's joy is never going to leave. It's been here all along. I just have to accept it. 
I literally just like woke up just all of a sudden was like, okay, well, I want to encourage other people that are going through a hard time and I want to sing songs to make people smile and I want to play my drums and just uplift people's spirits. And I started playing drums and guitar and writing songs and I never really went back to gymnastics because, you know, once you're out of gymnastics for four years, it's kind of hard to go back. I realized that even more than gymnastics, I love to sing and I found a whole new gift that God had given me. So you never know what God is working on, you know, so just hang on and surround yourself by godly people godly people that are older than you, that are wiser than you, and that have already been through life, you know, um, whether it's your parents, your older siblings, or the old lady at church, you know, <laughs> yeah. surround yourself with those kind of people with that kind of wisdom that will encourage you even through the storm, because at the end of it, you never know what God is up to. Jamie, it sounds in a way neat for you to go through that kind of valley in your life and then emerge with that kind of perspective, and then you become famous and successful. Is it that neat? Because there'd be people who would struggle for much longer or would not be so famous but still have a, a deep connection to God? I think it can maybe seem a little bit like looking at my story. It might seem, you know, oh, well, you know, now everything's great because she sings songs about this and yes. she works with Tony Mac and those kinds of things. But God has a, a completely different story for everyone. You know, it says in, in the Bible when it's explaining the, the different spiritual gifts, it says that he's given everyone different gifts, everyone different talents and, and different ways to use them of being, I guess, like a public figure or whatnot, you know, that sings songs on the radio and stuff like that. I couldn't do it, what I, what I do right now on my own. Ultimately, it's God feeling this. It's God doing all this. I couldn't do what I do without the, the people around me that you never see their faces and that kind of thing. Um, I don't think that life is ever going to be perfect, and I don't think it's ever going to be completely simple. It's still pretty annoying going through the Tourette Syndrome, and there's still mornings where... I wake up and I'm I'm a 20 year old girl and there's moments where I look in the mirror and I'm just like oh my gosh where's my makeup because I look a mess you know <laughs> and I'm just like God what is going on I don't feel beautiful I don't feel like your daughter I don't feel like I have a plan there's times where if one of my songs doesn't do that great on radio or if I walk off stage and I feel like I did a bad job or if I read a review that says I did an awful job there's moments in in my life still where I'm just like God I need you to keep reminding me that that you're my father and that you have your arms around me and that you're protecting me. And I think that goes for everyone. Oh, yeah. um, we're all going to have, you know, daily struggles and things that seem like they're, they're bigger than life and that are weighing us down, but God is always going to be bigger than all of those things. So I think we just have to hang on to His promise and just know that there's a plan and there's a purpose and just bloom where you're planning, you know. Wherever God has you at that moment, you, just, you let Him use you there because He can do really big things and He's definitely going to use you. Does it sometimes strike you as bizarre or amusing, funny or strange that God, for all the businesses that he could have chosen for you, has chosen show business to put you out there so publicly and so vulnerably at times? Well, yeah, it's definitely funny to me when I think about the 12-year-old girl that I was when I would hide in my room for three or four days at a time. My mom would bring me food, and then I'd, I'd crawl out of my room to, like, go take a shower, and then I'd go back and just sleep all day long. And now I'm standing on stage, and there's, like, 11-year-olds, like, waiting to hear what I'm going to say. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, if you tell me eight years ago, you guys would all think I was, like, some crazy person hiding in the basement. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. But it's also one of those things where... I think about how big God is and that he created the earth, you know, the skies and the trees and the the waters and the mountains, and he created all those things, and he created me as well. 
and to know that everyone on here on this earth has a purpose and that he has a plan for everyone and that everyone has gifts in a way I almost don't know if I can be surprised um, to know that I serve a big God and to know that I've been asking that big God to show me what my purpose is and then for him to bless me with this and to allow me to do this. I almost just kind of stand back and giggle and I'm like, I mean, if you know, if he told me tomorrow, hey, Jamie, I need you to go work at the children's hospital for the next 10 years, I'd be like, okay, hold me with fun, see you later, pass the baton, and just see whatever he got up his sleeve. It's the best perspective that you could possibly have. I mentioned before that you were studying children's ministry on the way through. Yes. What's that about, Jamie? Where might that take you? I've definitely, I've become an old lady um, in the past <laughs> few months. I um, just, I recently uh, graduated from university um, in May, and so I got a degree, a bachelor's in child and youth development and children's ministry. And um, that was a huge blessing, a huge, just kind of a hurdle in a way to finish school. It was really tough. Um, I had, you know, do have learning disabilities, so that was really difficult to go to university, but something that I wanted to do, and I prayed that God would have walked me through it. But I kind of wanted to study something that I loved. I love working with kids, and I love sharing my heart, but not as much as I love hearing theirs. And so when I was about 14 and I was going through that phase of wanting to share God's love and share His joy, I decided I would also become a motivational speaker. So my degree has helped me a lot with speaking at children's conferences, youth conferences, high schools, and teen events and that kind of thing, just really connecting with young people um, on a deeper level. It's really helped me with that. And I teach at my church. Oh, I taught at my church for four years full-time. Now with my schedule, I don't really get to as much, but I just love working with young people and when I play my shows, there's a lot of kids there, so Great stuff. it's cool. Well, with your schedule, is there a visit to Australia planned at any stage, or is that on the cards? Okay, my sister said something the other day. She was like, yeah, because you're going to Australia. And then I was like, wait, and she was like, wait, I wasn't supposed to tell you yet. Oh. And I was like, hold on. I was like, <laughs> you need to tell me. Because I know when I when I do come, I'm pretty sure my whole family, like my parents, my sister, and her husband will all come. So I think I think nobody will tell me anything yet. Because I think they know once I know, I'll start telling people, which well, I just did. Tell them you have rights. <laughs> exactly. What part of Australia do I need to come to? Oh, all of it. The outback, the coast, the top, the bottom, it's just all brilliant. You would you would love it, and so would your family, I promise. Down under. Where where in Australia are the biggest Australian accents? Probably outback, in okay, the I need, deep I'm going to need to go there. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have a great time, and I'm sure Australia will enjoy you. Can I just ask you this to finish? What some people would see as a hindrance in your life certainly appears to have strengthened you and equipped you for what you're doing. What do we learn about that, Jamie, in your view, about life, about God? I can't lie. Having Tourette syndrome, there's days, weeks, and sometimes even now where I just want to punch Tourette syndrome in the face. <laughs> I get so mad, you know. There's even times now where I'm just like, I'm tired of being different. I want to be like everyone else. But everybody in life is going to have different stuff that they can struggle with and that they're going to go through. But in the end, you have two options, you know. You can either choose to let that defeat you or you can choose to let it sharpen you. And for me, I spent years letting Tourette syndrome defeat me. It kind of left me in my bed for about a year, just with the pain and stuff like that. But when I started hitting like 14, 15, I was just like, you know what? This is tough, but I don't want to spend my whole life drowning. I want to start smiling again. Um, I want to find that joy. And so even when Tourette is tough, I just find the things that I know are going to make it better. 
I'll go and play my drums, and then I'll start feeling much better. So I just have to try to find the things that make it better. And even if I can't fix it, I mean, I, it's not a curable, you know, disorder. There's no cure for it. I can't take my, my Tourette away with the snap of my finger, but I know God's just a prayer away. Yeah. And so I'll just go to the to the one that's bigger than Tourette's syndrome in the first place. I reckon you could call your snare drum Tourette's. Give it a whack. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Why haven't I thought of that? From today on. <laughs> Joey, it's been such a treat to uh, talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. We might uh, end our conversation by playing that uh, former number one song on the US Christian charts, Hold Me, for all that it says. Thank you so much indeed for joining us on Open House. Thank you. It was great to talk to you. And this is Jamie Grace and Hold Me. Had a long day, I just wanna relax Don't have time for my friends No time to chit-chat Problems at my job Wondering what to do I know I should be working But I'm thinking of you And just when I feel this crazy world Is gonna bring me down That's when your smile comes around Ooh, I love the way you hold me By my side, you'll always be You take each and every day Make it special in some way I love the way you hold me Make it special in some way I love you more than the words in my brain can express I can't imagine even loving you less Lord, I love the way you hold me And put my feet on the ground Forever in my heart Always on my mind It's crazy how I think about you All of the time And just when I think I'm about to figure you out You make me want to sing and shout I love the way you hold me By my side you'll always be It's like each and every day Make you special in some way I love the way you hold me each and every day make it special in some way I love you more than the words in my brain can express I can't imagine even loving you less Lord, I love the way you hold me Tell you in a short story upon, but all I have is my voice and this guitar, and you have my heart. Oh, I love the way you hold me by my side. You'll always be it's like each and every day, make you special in some way. I love the way you hold me.
We hope you enjoyed this open house podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.